With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Billy Corp. This is Billy Corbin, director of Cocaine Cowboys and the 30 for 30s, The You and Broke. And there's nothing we love in Miami more than driving cruise control with no hands, steering with our knee, and not using turn signals, which is kind of what it's like listening to the Cruise Control podcast with my man, Randy Cruz. And at forward at 610 from Cypress Creek High School in Florida, number one, Amari So, yeah, it's official now. The Knicks have waived Amari Stoudemire working on that buyout where by Wednesday he'll clear waivers and will sign with any team he wants to. Looking like the Dallas Mavericks trying to compete for an NBA championship in that loaded Western Conference. Um, people are going to have mixed feelings about this. Some Knicks fans are, are, are kind of happy. Some Knicks fans are kind of, you know, uh, upset or sad seeing Stoudemire go. Um, for me, being a fan of the Knicks for quite a while, when you look back to 2010, free agency 2010, you had LeBron, you had Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, Joe Johnson, Carlos Boozer, Amari Stoudemire, all of these guys available. And, of course, the Knicks cleared the the cap space way before that. We're talking like 08-09. I think they had three guys on the roster during that that summer. And the one guy they wanted was was LeBron James. They didn't get him. We knew D-Wade wasn't going anywhere. Chris Bosh was kind of a little shocker going to Miami. And the one guy that, you know, people can say, well, did he want to be here? Or was it because of the five-year, $100 million contract he was going to get from New York as opposed to Phoenix? Because apparently Phoenix knew about the injuries Amari had, and they kind of said, well, Amari only has three, four years left on, on those knees. But the Knicks... They said, listen, we, we need somebody to come in, superstar status, to bring this, this team and this franchise to, to being relevant. And I always applauded Amari Stoudemire for coming here. He was the guy that that did say the Knicks are back. You know, July 2010, he did say the Knicks are back. And at that point, you had to say, like, okay, well, we got Amari now. Let's see how this works. Because before that... You had three players on your roster. Everybody you had was um, under contract until that season was over. It was over. You had three players. I don't even know who was on on the roster before they got Amari. But he comes here, 
leaves Phoenix, which was, you know, in the Western Conference Finals <laughs> that same year, losing to the Lakers, and he comes to New York, and he he came here, and it just brought the Knicks back to some sort of relevancy, being relevant in the NBA. They they were losing season after season after season, and now you bring in a multiple time All Star, a guy who's been deep in the playoffs. You bring him to your roster. You figure, hey, all right, we got Amari now. Let's see what what we can you know work around him with. And for that that first year, no nobody can't deny that that in that first year, he wasn't playing like an MVP. When he had that 10, 11, 12, maybe thirteen game stretch of thirty plus points. It was like, man, like you knew you were getting Amari, but you didn't know you was getting that kind of Amari, style Amari from from Phoenix. And you hear the injuries and how long is he gonna play for? And he was going out there night in night out, shooting lights out, and you know he was making everything look easy out there in the court, making everything look easy. And it, it did not matter who was guarding him or what team was playing New York that night. He was going out there and getting 30-plus points. He was an MVP candidate. I, I believe he made the All-Star team that year. I believe he, he even started the All-Star game. So he was having an MVP season um, in that first year. And then people could say, well, Melo comes on board. That kind of messed everything up. Because Amari, when, before Melo got there, Amari was averaging, what, 26-9, you know, three assists, two blocks. Shooting 50% from the field, so Amari was Amari was doing the thing, but to to kind of say Melo messed that up or messed the chemistry up, it, 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 listen. Bottom line is, they they didn't gel well together. The injuries played up to Amari after a while. Then you saw more Melo than Amari and Melo. Um, that part. It's kind of sad because you just never got a chance to see both of these guys play together healthy and compete in the East at the same time on the same floor. And it was always a Melo's playing, but Amari's not. Amari's playing, but Melo's not. It was never to a point where 85% of the time you had Amari and Melo on the floor at the same time. And as a fan, that's the, that's the one thing that, that bothers me the most. Because we just never saw the full 100% potential of this pairing. And, of course, everybody's going to say, well, it didn't work. I mean, obviously it didn't because the injuries played, played up to Amari. And it just became a different team. It, it became Melo's team once he got there. It was Amari's team before he got there. But I don't think Amari really let that bother him. It was more about the team. It was more about, listen, if we can get Melo... Um, let's go for it. But my thing is, the Knicks could have been so much better if they would have waited till the summer to sign Melo. Because all all signs pointed toward him leaving Denver and him going to New York. He, and, and I know this is four years ago, but you always think about what could have been, maybe. I'm not saying they would, they would have won a championship, but they would. I think they would have more playoff runs in them if they would have kept Wilson Chandler, Danilo Gallinari, Moskov, Felton, 
and then get Melo on top of that with Amari, and then you get Chandler. The Knicks would have been a so much better team. It, it, it's ridiculous. But you don't do that. You trade your 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 your, your young players to get Melo. Now it's like, all right, we have Amari and Melo, but then now we have Ronnie Turiaf. We have an aging Chauncey Billups. And then we kept Landry Fields. I'm like, okay, is that going anywhere in the East? You know, how far are you going in the East when Ronnie Turiaf is your starting center? Probably not far enough. But they did make the playoffs. And he got swept by Boston. I think Amari got hurt game one or two. Something like that. And they got swept. And I, I just remember Jared Jeffrey trying to make the the, 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 the game-winning shot in Boston. And I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, listen. <laughs> Those were the days of the Knicks in, in, in their playoff run with Amari and Melo. But trying to circle everything back Amari's impact in New York to me was was monumental for the for the purpose of making the team and organization relevant to where other players want to come here it is it a hundred percent certain that if Amari wasn't a Nick that Melo was going to come to New York by himself in the summertime or push a trade to come to New York probably not but once you saw Amari commit to New York and he has, and, and and he has five years of commitment. Melo was like, "All right, I gotta make sure I, I come to New York because now they're relevant." Amari put the Knicks on the map where it became a possible destination for free agents or free agents to be, because you already have a, a perennial All Star on your roster, and the Knicks are back and and, and all that stuff. Was because was because of of Amari. Now you can say, well, yeah, but the the contract was five years, a hundred million dollars. It, it it didn't go well. It was an albatross. Yeah, you can say that now, but all because of the injuries. And I just I just love and appreciated every time Amari was hurt. He did everything everything he could to to get back on the court. And he worked out. He did everything. Did all the trainings, you know, everything. Wine baths. He did, he did damn near everything to come back. And some players just like, hey man, I'm hurt, but you know, I'm gonna be out X amount of months and don't have that drive and that passion to come back. And Amari always had that drive and that passion and the heart to win here in New York. Um, so now he goes off to Dallas which I think he's going to go to, unless some other team comes from left field. And, you know, he's going to come off the bench and provide 15, 20 minutes, and hopefully he'll play better because we've seen how Jr. and Shepard are playing in Cleveland now after leaving New York. So hopefully Amari finds, you know, a better rhythm, better, uh, more playing time. You never know. A, a, a different place and atmosphere can always work. Um, so I'm I'm just hoping that Amari does get the opportunity to to play for a championship, whether it be in Dallas or not. But, you know, New York, this is it, man. Your rebuilding with Melo starts now because that whole Knicks tape era, it's only Melo and Prigioni. Melo and Prigioni are the only ones left from from that Knicks tape season. You want to call it an era. 
But that one year, it was all about the next tape. Now it's like no Jr., no Shumper, no uh, Amare, no Copeland, no Chandler. It's nobody there left except Melo and Prigioni from that from that time. And Amari now getting waived, but they had to eat up that twenty some odd million dollar contract. But it's it just more cap space. Uh, um, is coming off too, which is a whole different story. He's coming off the books, so the Knicks are gonna have money to to do something. But my thing is, who wants to? Who's gonna come here? Um, to an environment that, you know. Currently has the what worst or second worst record in the NBA, and these players are gonna leave their current uh, winning teams to come to New York. Like, what else can you sell me on? You know, and it's gonna be interesting to see what the Knicks do. Yeah, you, you traded Jr. and Shumpert for a 2018 whatever draft pick. You wave Amari Stoudemire. You buy him out. You traded Chandler and Felton earlier, uh, uh, back in before the draft. So it, it's clearinghouse. It, it is clearinghouse for the Knicks, and it, it just all remains to see what Phil Jackson can do, or is going to do now. But you know, I, going back to Amari, I I I always remember the the intro, you know, from Cypress Creek High School in, in Florida. And all that number one, and you know he was just a guy that 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 made the fans feel like okay, we we have somebody to watch, we have somebody to um, sell the arena out, we have somebody that's gonna you know be the first building block, the first piece into making something happen here. And I think, in my honest opinion, if if there was no Amari Stoudemire, there's no mellow in New York. I could be wrong. I mean, listen, it is what it is. But you you did not hear Melo say, I want to come to New York, to New York before Amari signed. You know, and this is what, his second to last year in Denver, he he, just, he, he was just in the Western Conference Finals the, the year before that. So now, to me, now one time you heard Melo say, I want, to, I, I want to be a Nick before Amari signed. Or any inclinations of him wanting to leave Denver in the middle of the season to come to New York, and that and that was brought on by by Stoudemire, and then Chandler came after that. Like Chandler signed with the Knicks out of left field. Nobody nobody even thought that was going to happen. So I think Amari's overall impact with New York was bringing the Knicks franchise to being relevant. Now, the outcome, yeah, the playoffs, they won one series. They got swept twice, I believe. Um, no, I believe it was once. They, they got swept by Boston 2011, and I think they got one game in against Miami in 2012. Then it went to 2013, 54-game win season, Atlantic Division champions, and they lose in six to Indiana in the second round. So that's the playoff record you have, you, you know, one year getting past the first round. And then, you know, there's wine baths and there's, you know, punching the fire extinguisher. I mean, <laughs> hey, man, at the end of the day, 
Um, you just got you you just gotta love Amari, man. I, I, <laughs> uh, yeah, those those times were were special. You know, those times you look back now, you can laugh at. It, but you know, he was an All Star. He brought the team to relevancy. I think he's the main reason why Melo was here and still here. And I just wish him all the best going to a championship contender. We don't know how many years he has left in his NBA career. So, you know, whether it be Dallas or, you know, any other team that can use Amari, um, you know, I, I just wish him all the best. And five years, it's amazing how quick five years went. It is amazing. It's it just like, you know, yeah, Amari, five-year contract. And by the time you know it, oh, his contract is over. And that, that's it. Like, <laughs> where did time go? But, um... Yeah, it it became official about a half hour ago, you know, all the outlets, uh, social media and ESPN and stuff like that. So Amari Stoudemire is officially waived from the New York Knicks. He will clear waivers this Wednesday. Um, And it remains to be seen where he'll go. But good luck to him. Always a fan. Will always be a fan. I, I was, I was, always, always an Amari fan since Phoenix. So, um, if we would have got Amari back, you know, during that time, then you know we're talking about a different Amari Stoudemire now. But um, this is a an, an impromptu cruise control podcast, by the way. I, I didn't even mention that in the beginning, but um, you can catch all the stuff on Blog Talk Radio, HitsRadioShow.com, and. Again, Cruise Control Podcast. Myself, Randy Cruz. You can hit me up on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-A-N-D-Y-J-C-R-U-Z. Yo, monkey, it's me, D-D-P, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. And you, Monkey, well, you, you're listening to the Cruise Control Podcast. And that's not a bad thing, a good thing. Bang! LeBron said no when Chris Bosh said no. Dwayne Wade said no. Boozer, Joe Johnson. In that summer, Amari Sotomayor was the one guy that... that you could say wanted to come here, sign on that contract five years later. Um, you know, he, he spent five years with the Knicks and up and down kind of contract and, and, and years, mostly plagued by injuries. But um, my brother Joe Cruz, who's also a big Amara Stoudemire fan, who, who's now joining me here on the Cruise Control podcast. And um, so, yeah, Joe, I was just talking about. Amari's tenure, time, the the impact he had on the on the Knicks and the, and the organization, and pre mellow post mellow, and now um, you you fast forward five years later, um, you have I think three playoff appearances, one time out the second round, um, injuries, him and Mello not being able to play as many games as as we would want to. In in your estimation, in your thoughts, quickly, um, how would you describe the Amari Stoudemire era in New York? And are you 
more happy to see him now compete for a championship with a different roster, or are you more sad the fact that you're seeing one of your favorite players no longer playing with the Knicks? Well, I mean, Stoudemire, in a nutshell, was, you know, like you said earlier, was the only person that believed in New York and decided to come over here and really research the, the organization. So on that note, I respect him for taking that leap of faith and leaving Phoenix and coming to New York, not knowing what the future would, would look like and take that opportunity to take on a franchise on the shoulders. And, um, you know, stack, you know, standing tall. And um, it's, it is exactly what it was. You know, he stood tall above everybody. Um, he decided to play for this organization. And then um, even with all the turmoil, with the, even with all the additions that came on, um, he really um, he really showcased his talent. And uh, it's a sad day, you know, for you know not only for the Mar but for the New York Knicks. It, it's definitely the red light goes on now and it says you know we are definitely in rebuilding mode and we need to rebuild fast. Um, you know, having Carmelo here with Amar, we never really got to that point where the continuity and the consistency of them being you know, two cornerstone franchise players who really were able to really mix all the time. You know, I wish that really worked out really well. Um, with each his own, you know, Melo is still here. You know, he's still got a, you know, uh, franchise player. So hopefully, you know, Phil can really take that next level with um, free agency and also the draft and really build from within. Um, the future of Amari, I mean, looks kind of I would say a promising, and by that, having him be on a playoff team, I think it's what he deserves. I think that that's what he wants, and I think that's that's what his body can really give him right now. You know, because the fact that it's, he can only play at least twenty to twenty-five minutes respectfully, um, getting the opportunity to come to a, to you know a different franchise that doesn't expect too much of him, just expects him to do his job and do it well. And I think that him playing his natural role. You know, small forward, power forward, hit the little 15-foot jump shot, you know, go to free throw line, you know, make plays. I think it really fit well in, in either Dallas or San Antonio and other teams that they're mentioning about Mari's interest. So, um, it's definitely a new day in New York, uh, definitely on the, on the downside. And, you know, maybe a better day for Mari, you know, depending on what which, which team picks him up and uh, really appreciates his talent moving forward. So, real quick, one more for you. Do you feel more sad because one of your favorite players is not on the roster no more, or you feel like sad because we just never really saw the full potential of Melo and Amari play for, you know, Melo got there in 2011, Amari got there in 2010, so you're looking at four, four and a half years of these two guys just never playing more than a handful of games together on the court. Does that bother you, and should that bother Nick fans the most? Because you talk about two all stars in their prime, but they just couldn't stay on the floor together. Well, I think it's a mixture of both, right? I think that uh, you know, it's mixed emotions for me is because the Mari is one of those transcendent athletes that you know the Knicks haven't had in a while, you know, and ever since the Ewing and those days, we really haven't had an impact player like that, you know, with you know, with be well or whoever, Alan Houston, I mean, talking about a guy that can really bring 25 and 10 on an everyday 
on every night basis, and it was really easy for him, you know. And 2010 was a remarkable year for him, and just it just showed us the ability and what the future holds if he was able to maintain his health. And I think that the other hindsight is that he did get hurt, and his body deteriorated fast. And you know, from a ballplayer standpoint, you you get so accustomed to seeing somebody play a certain style, and then when the injuries pile up, you know, you see a, this player that can't do what he used to do before, you know, and it's sad in that sense that, you know, Amar was pick and rolling and down lane and two-hand stuff and one-hand stuff, and now it's a 15-foot jump shot, and now it's a, you know, it's all the change. But um, I'm sad for both those things. I mean, sad the fact that we had a player like, like Amari come here and go in five years and, you know, not fulfilling his full potential. And, you know, majority of that is not his fault. And also, you know, the Knicks were, you know, Knicks needed a player like him. I think we had it at probably his prime. And I think that uh, it was going too quick. And then having Melo being at it, I mean, you know, sky was the limit, you know, but that never really manifested to where it's supposed to be at. You know, but now I'm excited to see where Mario goes. You know, this is, this is you know, the, the latter part of his career where he could really pick up the opportunity to play for a good team. And really, you know, like I said earlier, less expectation. Um, less of a burden, and really go out there and contribute to a team that really needs somebody like Amari Sadler. All right, Joe. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All the time. All the time, brother. All right. So, yeah, you know, uh, Amari Sadler now goes to, you know, he's now in the Knicks. So, likely Dallas. Um compete for the NBA title. That Western Conference, man, you know, if Amar is going somewhere, maybe East, you know, like Cleveland, something like that, and maybe, but, hey, listen, he has two days to figure something out. I think some teams already said they were going to try to reach out to him. So, uh, Amar Amar does have suitors out there um, that can use 10, 15, 20 minutes of, of him on the floor. So, um, you know, we've been covering Amari for five years now here in New York, and um, to me, he he just he just set the trend of other players wanting to come here. When I said earlier, you know, in that in that free agency, everybody was going for LeBron, and people thought that when LeBron was leaving Cleveland, it was going to be like. You know, either he stays in Cleveland or goes to, like, New York or something. And then Miami came from left field, and, and he did all, all the other stuff. I'm taking my talents to, to South Beach. So now LeBron doesn't go. D. Wade stays. Chris Bosh now goes to Miami. Boozer goes from Utah to Chicago. Joe Johnson goes from Atlanta to Brooklyn. So, you know, Amari was the last guy that you can probably get a star on your roster. Overpay one more extra year. Yeah, did they know about him and the injuries? Because Phoenix said all he got is three, four years. So when they didn't want to give Amari the fifth. But the Knicks, at that time, they may not need to do it now. But at that time, they needed someone to come in with star power to make the team and organization relevant. And at the time, you're looking at, what, a five-time All-Star, 
a guy who just played in the Western Conference Finals two months before that, still in his prime, still healthy. He had surgeries before, but he was healthy at that time, and it it was something that you had to do. Five years, a hundred mil, yeah, but that 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 comes off the books this summer, and it, it it remains to be seen what they do with the cap space they have coming into the summer. Who who wants to come here? I don't know who wants to leave their team that is winning right now. I don't know, but the Knicks have uh, a, a lot of uh, questions to be answered, and it remains to see what Phil Jackson is, is going to do. Who wants to come here? Whether you're a big time star, you're you're a, a B level player, but no matter what, somebody has to come here and and, and help Melo. And with the roster they have now, that ain't gonna happen. So. Nick fans, if you're a big time Amari fan, just um, kind of think back and appreciate what he was able to give you guys, and just making it the the franchise relevant. Before that, from 2002 to 20 uh, 2010, the Knicks made what one playoff, and they got swept by Jersey in 04. So after that, Amari came came over. You you made the playoff three times. So at least there was something to to look at um, in his time here. So um, big time thanks to my, my brother Joe Cruz Jr. for for calling in. Big time Amari Stoudemire fan. Uh, you've been listening to the Cruise Control podcast here on BlogTalkRadio.com and SoundCloud. Hit me up on Twitter, Randy J Cruz R A N D Y J C R U Z. The websites are BlogTalkRadio.com backslash. Hits Radio Show, and of course, HitsRadioShow.com. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.